live. This is the Undercover Atheist. I'm Christopher Dawkins, and this is my co-host, Will DeGrasse Tyson. Called the Undercover Atheist. It's just because I'm in a situation where I can't really come out, and I can't really say what I want to say, and I can't really be who I want to be. So this is just an outlet for me and my friend over here to talk about what we want about atheism, how we feel about God, and how we feel about our everyday lives and how it interacts with the whole topic. Because I grew up in a red state. I grew up in Texas and, you know, where it's all about church. And Will, he grew up in South Carolina where it's the Bible Belt, it's Uh, the red state. I mean, talk a little bit about that. It's crazy. Like, um, when Bible Belt really doesn't describe it. When you hear it, when you're not living in the state, uh, most southern jokes and cracks come up, you know, but it's, when you're actually in it, it's not a joke. It's um, it's a way of life, and if you think any way, shape, or form differently, show any kind of individuality or something out of the norm, like like kind of questioning what they're trying to teach you, oh, that's bad. Like, it's pretty bad. Very, very southern-rooted Baptist. Right, and I remember as a kid, you know, coming to visit one summer, and we went to a church, and I think it was a Greek Orthodox or oh, something yeah. like that, and it was, uh, man, it was intense because it was, uh, and I, the kids, you know, they went to their uh, their school or whatever, but we went, and we actually sat in a mass, and uh, man, it was a good hour, you know, and it was like, you know, it was a small church, remember, it was like a circle, like yep. the chairs, and we are all in a circle, and it was a long mass, it was about a good hour, you know. Oh yeah, a lot of standing. A lot of standing, a lot of getting up, and a lot of like, it was, it was crazy because, I mean, even back then, you know, even though church was so much like a part of us growing up and anything, it was, I felt like, man, I got a couple questions, but I didn't feel like I could go and ask anybody. I didn't feel like I could go up to even, you know, our parents or anybody and be like, well, what about this or what about that? And when I did, I always felt like I was met with a, well, that's just how it is. Or that's, you know, you can't really ask that questions. And that's like, as I got older, that's one thing that once that spark got lit to where I was kind of coming away from religion, slowly but surely, I mean, it was just like an unwinding. And those little moments like that where, you know, I just was sitting there and I'm thinking, awkward. But it, and but in my mind at the time, it's like, you know, maybe I'm the one that's awkward. You know, maybe I'm just not fitting in right. or something. But, uh, you know, it was just not being able to kind of talk to somebody about it. And then when I did kind of being met with with questions that are like, well, you know, after a while, man, that's frustrating, dude. Well, when I was growing up, I was full of questions with no one to ask. When I was little, my dad was in the military. He was gone a lot. Um, you know, my mom, you know, she was doing her thing. We didn't have a set schedule of a church Sunday. Like, I didn't know what a church Sunday was. I knew a lot of my friends went. I never, I never went to church when I was growing up. <clears throat> I knew... There was something bigger out there that was taking care of all this, and I should respect that. That's that's really kind of what it was laid upon me without right. without so many words. And um, by the yeah, time my dad respecting. retired, we he that's when we started going to Greek Orthodox Church. He wanted to take us to. Um, he he was Greek Orthodox. He um, my mother, you know, she converted over, got baptized. Oh, Greek but, Orthodox. Oh, I don't mean to interrupt and, you, but uh, 
do you think that that was something that grandpa, you know, your grandfather had installed in your dad? Or it was, was definitely it grandma? A, or a hand-me-down thing. You know, my dad, the soldier he is, he's just going to, you know, he's going to follow follow the lead. He was the oldest son. He was grandpa's first one, you know. Grandpa was a Navy guy. Definitely Mr. Dad, Responsible. He had, like, <laughs> military was in his blood from, you know. I mean, when they got divorced, when he was 10 years old, my dad lost his sense of humor. Right. You know, he became the man of the house. He grew up too quick. Went to the military as a Marine. You know how that goes, especially back in the day. Like, it was a real deal. And um, when he retired, he really just wanted to kind of, I think, really catch up on a lot. And what was that? What year was that? You retired, remember? <clears throat> oh, man. I, I know was, it was your must have been 13. Yeah, it was early, like definitely pre-teens, like, you know, right around there. Um, and like I said, the whole church thing started going. But by that point, like, the questions I had had, like, I didn't care anymore. Like, I didn't care. I, you know, you were taking me to this place on every Sunday I didn't want to go to. I had to get up early on a non-school day. <laughs> Definitely. You know? I'm a pre-teenager. Like, I don't care at this point. Yeah. And, uh, hell, I met I met the preacher's daughter. Classic scenario. Like, this chick was crazy. Like, and this is the preacher's daughter. <laughs> uh, nothing crazy went down. But, like, the rumors are true. Like, you know, the more you right. know, they're really into that stuff, the more rebellious they get. And, um... I just kind of went with that foot. I didn't care. I mean, but what do you, uh, now, I mean, I hate to stop because you're going, you're going good, but, uh, like, when it comes down to that, when someone's a preacher's daughter, maybe, do they feel like, and does it maybe get old to them, or maybe they're just I like. I feel like it's an attention device, you know what I mean? The way, this the, guy's yeah, so yeah. wrapped up with God, and what he's supposed to appear to the public and you know it's a lot of social issues that are involved with his lifestyle and all this stuff you know like she's she's a young girl right wrapped that's, up in god 24 7 dad you know um <laughs> she wants to get away from that she yeah it's, it's, and subconsciously you know psychologically it's all just a and she went to a, public school attention thing um yes, yes so she did. i figure like people that go to public school they're in that they have to go home to this closed-minded you know, one way of doing things the same way, and they just see their friends, you know, especially, I mean, I mean, I know back then it wasn't how it is now, but even now, more so, you see your friends with iPhones and all this stuff, and they're on the and internet, that, and you see, can't even jump and online. And you bring up an interesting point, that's what I'm saying about the attention thing. She couldn't get on right. Twitter and, and blast away opinions. and <laughs> She it, couldn't you know, swipe left, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was... It was literally just uh, trying to hang out with friends, um, trying to go places, trying to just get out of the house. Right. She, you know, escaping into music. You know, our, you know, you're from the same generation. Like our generation, we didn't have the luxuries that we had. Of, oh, I'm just gonna like download some tunes real quick. No big deal. Right. We had to actually, you know, get our hands on an album. I think we were talking about this the other day. Get your hands on an album was so precious. It was an outlet to. Oh, I'm gonna escape for a good hour and a half, right. or ninety minutes. Like this is some jam. I want to experience Put this from beginning on. to end, and you're like into the artist and all that. And it I was, was just like gump, you know, yeah. chewed up, spit it out. And it was so it was so hard to get your hands on it. I remember the first time I ever had my parental advisory CD. <laughs> yeah, you know, my mother had to buy it for me because at that time they carded you if you were under seventeen. You wow. know, and that's a real thing. Right, and that's on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I mean, but I don't know. Uh, but I, I think you have to be 18 to register into iTunes anyway, so right. if your parents do it for you. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. 
Yeah, they all got an account. But yeah, like back to how you're going. Okay, you went is the Greek Orthodox. I remember going to that with you. You know, growing up, Bible Belt, South Carolina, and every time you know, as a kid, it's funny because I mean, I'm talking about our past and then trying to be undercover. But oh well. Uh, <laughs> as a kid, I remember the differences between home, you know, in Texas and South Carolina, and just I mean, Columbia, South Carolina. And, you know, people are nice, courteous, and, you know, you get the southern welcome feeling. But at the same time, uh, it's just differences, little subtle differences, especially when it comes to church. Because, you know, I thought it was thick over here with church and, you know, Republican people. Over there, it's it's uh, more, even more like to the fundamentalist type uh, feel where... It's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. And everywhere you go, you see a church. And a lot of them, I don't know, do you do you remember like what, uh, what, uh, what, uh, what else is on the corner of the streets besides liquor stores <laughs> no. and churches? No, no I don't because remember. there was a lot of that. But what, like, uh, what denomination was the, you know, the largest? What, what, you know, you see, Southern Baptist. Southern Baptist. Southern Baptist and then heavy Methodist. A lot of Methodists uh, out there. And the Southern Baptist, I know for sure, are pretty fundamental, believing in. The, the Catholic you know, churches and, um, you know the really the really nice Orthodox churches, not only Greek but Russian, like the, those um, traditional religious uh, religions. You know, like um, Catholic Catholicism and Orthodox. Those churches were downtown because that's where right. the money was at. That's where you have to have your churches. Your you know you got to have big buildings. Where I grew up was like west of the city, and it was you know it's kind of sticks. So like we had these just little. I mean, you you were there. You saw the Greek Orthodox churches. Even the big Baptist ones were just, um, I mean, they were just like the main ones that everybody went to because that's like all the people had, and they're just pouring all their money in this little, you know, community church. And just over time, where they were, you know, it's tax-free, so it's able to get bigger and bigger. Definitely tax-free. So, you know, um, but that's all it was. A lot of, a lot of Southern Baptists, um, these people were more my friends, were my teachers, you know, my neighbors. Um, you know, my parents had their beliefs, but it's all, to me, like, it just, I, these were my friends, so, like, I didn't see, like, I didn't see, like, sports, like, we're, we're picking a team. Like, right. okay, this is your team, this is my team. I just saw it as, like, all right, cool, like, so, as long as you get the gist of whatever we're all talking about, we're good, right? All right, cool, so, yeah, Jesus, yeah, I love God, all right, cool. Uh, I'm good, right? I can go. I can go play. <laughs> and um, it was, it's how it was until really college. I took a, a philosophy class, and it pretty much changed my life forever. I actually took two uh, two years of it. Philosophy was very interesting to me. I had a very open-minded professor. He was an Asian guy. His whole family was either lawyers or doctors. And he was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. His family was rich. Like, he already had money. This guy would drive around a technical school <laughs> with a, you know, a Corvette. Like, wow. this guy was just really cool. And he just really opened my mind to a lot of different subjects. And, of course, when uh, we were talking about religions and God. And in philosophy class, I figure that's coming up a lot. 
Well, it's interesting. He he. Uh, we you know we had books that we went by, so we were really learning about different philosophers over time, and it was like a highlighted kind of a history trip. So of course you know you're gonna start with Socrates and you're gonna go through Plato, Aristotle, yada yada. But you but he didn't focus on any one country. Like we learned a lot of German philosophers and um, you know just all across the world, um, different time frames. You know even like. Benjamin Franklin had uh, philosophies, you know, shit like that, you know. And he would just highlight stuff, and we'd talk about different things that they might have, like, wrote on that was kind of famous enough to talk about. So we'd read their piece, and then we'd debate about it. And um, it, it comes up a lot, for sure, but being a, a college class, like, you could definitely tell, like, he wasn't trying to hammer it down. We would talk about other stuff, like, um, you know, get on the tiptoes of science, like, talk about evolution and... Um, All right. Uh, adaptation and how it like coincides with each other and, and I'm sure like when it came it always down comes to up creation. somebody in class is gonna bring it yeah like, you're right like but he would always try to steer away from it right I mean that's the argument that's gonna happen forever and seems like every philosophy someone's gonna find a way to either bring up politics or God right especially when you're talking about you know philosophy and then you're talking about evolution you're talking about science and eh, some somebody's gonna bring up creation well, science uh, uh, philosophy is the base of all science science wouldn't exist if we didn't question things all right and investigate and then you know science is just an the apple falls on your head why oh well you find out gravity exists right you know so philosophy is very important it's it's nice to be open minded you have to be, you have to question things so I never understood that. Later in life, after I learn all this stuff, the history I had with uh, religion, and I meet other educated people, and they're just so firm in their beliefs and this and that, and just like it's like somewhere they lost root of. I don't know. It comes down to a spiritual thing, like that spirituality thing, just got you so hooked up that like you're so scared right. of questioning it that you know once you question it, you'll never be able to go back. It's like it, it's like it's okay to question things. I never understood that. And on that note, like you were saying, by asking questions and all, I uh, I had a question. What do you think it means to be blessed? Because, like, you know, I'm watching the football game last night, and after the game, you know, people are talking about miracles, first of all, and they're talking about being blessed. Because, you know, after every fight, after every game, the, the winning quarterback, the winning team is going to be like, well, thank God. You know, if it wasn't for God, you know, this and that, which, like, as a kid, you know, I, I grew up, I'm thinking, always, you know, I grew up going Catholic church, group being, you know, basically grandma's crutch, walking with her, you know, through my adolescence to teenage as, you know, getting communion with her and doing all that, and the whole reason why I became an undercover atheist is because research, I wanted to know more about the religion to be a better Catholic, you know, Christian. I wanted to be better at it. That's pretty much the goal of anything I do. I know you can relate. That's pretty much in the blood. So in that drive to be better, I discovered, hey, wait a minute. Stuff's not adding up, you know. And I want to, I'm the type I want to, I want stuff to add up. You know, I'm going to, I... I'm basically, you know, always in engineer mode where I'm like, 
you know, constructing and want to measure and everything. Let's not make a mistake. Let's do it like this. And what's the easiest way? I want to be able to make my job easy. I don't know about you. Work smarter, not harder. That's how I was taught. Right. I want to, you know, do it really easy. And, you know, that's just uh, that's something that that these questions, uh, that's where they came up, you know. I want to figure it out. So being blessed, that's my question. And uh, what does it mean? What do you think? Well, <clears throat> to be blessed is is definitely a religious thing, you know. But if we're just going to talk like open-minded style like we were talking, to me being blessed is just really like being thankful. You can't really be blessed if you don't really know what you have. So in a sense, if I would ever to use it, don't really believe in anything but if I were to ever use that word in jest conversation even it's more of a slang term it's like oh man like you know I just dodged a bullet on that one I was blessed you know like it's it's <clears throat> I'm thankful that I got out of this or I'm thankful that this worked out in this way but honestly like <laughs> that's what it means to me I guess but you're not gonna find me using that word very often right you know because, well, the thing is, I never used a thing like this. I'm sure nobody thinks like this, but, you know, it's kind of in, in, indoctrinated, you know, reverse into me now. When I hear blessed, I think about those that aren't blessed. Because so many people are saying, you know, I'm blessed that I woke up today and was able to go start my car and get to work on time. You know, or I'm blessed just to have this house and I'm blessed. What about the all the people that you know, aren't blessed, you know, with air quotes right there, but aren't blessed that are dying every day of hunger and starving and, you know, just all types of messed up shit that's going on worldwide that happens that people, to me, I think I'm, I'm, I'm getting like the word blessed is really fucking arrogant. And I think it's like, it's like, (laughs) I mean, it's weird to say because I mean, uh, I'm so used to the word and used to, you know, being like, you know, all I can say is I'm blessed and blah, blah, blah. But it, that's really a cop out because it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm blessed, you know, blah. What about the dude right next to you that didn't get the raise or the, the person in the unemployment line? You know, it's fucked up to think we go to the same church. I pray to the same God, but I'm blessed. And, you know, you're, you, you have a shitty job and you're blessed to have that job, but I'm blessed because, you know, I'm the CEO. And what the fuck? I mean, who's who? Aren't we all I'm blessed? I to guess be the CEO, right? You know, like like that's what I was saying. Thankful like, I though, I, I know. I don't like. I don't want to feel blessed that this you know is working out this way. That's I mean, almost like that's like, I I fucking slipped and fucking fell into this position. This is blind fucking luck. I'm yeah. blessed. That's what yeah. I kind of see it as now. When other people that use it, they use it because they're using it as. I guess I just get, like, they're getting stroked by, you know, their owner, and they're like, well, I guess I'm just the chosen one, I guess I'm, I just have the fucking, you know, I got the juice now, whatever the fuck. Right. It's, um, it's really, I'm glad that you agree with me, because, you know, when I said, I think it's arrogant. Well, I feel like, I feel like if you work hard, you know, like, you, you know, hey, I worked hard to get here to be the CEO. I am thankful that I, you know, stayed up those nights to study hard for that test. And I'm sure that, guy, that guy's not going to say I'm blessed. I'm yeah. sure he's going to say I worked my ass off. Yeah. 
thanking my lucky stars over here that, you know, <laughs> I made it to the point where I want to be at, you know. So, <clears throat> I don't know, man. That's almost what it sounds like. I'm thanking my lucky stars, you know. It's, we could even, you know, well, substitute in, in, that. In the dictionary, like, I, you know, I just actually just kind of glanced at it. It was, it's a religious word because it means you're thankful for, you know, like, God and higher powers or whatever. Like, it's, it's, uh... It's almost like yeah. It's like being the chosen people. Just like there's the Jews. That's how they feel. They're the chosen people. And even though people hear that every day and they think that's just that's what Jewish people say. That's pretty fucking arrogant, bro. And that's pretty fucked up. That you know the whole their whole deal is that they're waiting for some shit to pop off so they can come like God can come down and say you're my chosen people. You know all the rest are gonna go to hell. And, you know, let's go to heaven now. And we got the front row ticket to watch this shit. And it's like, I feel like and that's another if, thing I want to talk about. I feel later. like if you're an atheist, <laughs> then you can't really use the word bless. Because that's like, that'd be like yeah, saying, yeah, that'd be no, like saying I'm not racist, but damn that mother. You know what I mean? It's right, just, right, right, right. Like you're a, you're a, hypo- you're, you're a hypocrite. You know what I'm saying? Like it's hypocrisy. Yeah. Of of the dialect. Well, I can't be blessed you. by a deity I don't fucking believe in. It's exactly like, my point. Why are you not blessed by Zeus, or why are you not blessed by Allah, or why are you not blessed? And who by am Jehovah? I thanking? I'm thanking myself. I'm thankful that I worked my asshole to be that CEO. Right. Yeah. And you know, I remember being. Uh, There's a guy. He came out with a record, and he had a skit on it. And uh, he's a local Houston guy, and uh, he said, "I want to thank myself." You know, and he said. Uh, you know, it was like a conversation with himself, but he's like, self, you know, thank you, blah, blah, blah. And at the time as a kid, you know, I'm thinking, wow, it's arrogant. You know, I kind of, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And now I look back and if the same album drops this year, I'm thinking, that's pretty funny. Yeah. And then uh, also, I'm, uh, I, I can understand that. You know, I mean, I don't know if I'd put on wax, but I understand that. It is, you know, you got to pat yourself on the back and you, and for people to half-ass it's believe nothing, in God and then say, thank God, you know, but then they don't believe in God because they're like, well, I like commandments two and four, but all the rest are kind of <laughs> don't apply to me. Right. That's Then that's not religion. That's like, um, let's say we're playing. I say, hey, man, you want to come uh, play soccer with me? And you're like, cool. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but in this soccer we are not going to use our feet. We're using our hands, and we're going to uh, not run. We're walking. And then every time that, you know, somebody scores a goal, the other person has to, you know, go run a lap around the, you know, it's just if I started throwing out these rules and then saying, well, we don't really believe in out of bounds. We don't really, uh, you know, you don't really have to have a goalie. Is it not soccer anymore? It's not soccer. It's like a right. mutated form of, you know, something that you just came up with. And every single person, you know, has their own idea of God, you know, quote unquote. Well, that's, that's, that goes back to the old question. Especially when you're little, everybody always talks about it. Like, so, like, what's your idea of heaven? Mm-hmm. Like, right. Like, well, like, I always like to flip it on them. Like, well, what's your idea of hell? You know? That's like, a good question. You know, we're talking about questions. And uh, what is your idea? I mean... Do you let's Jesus, I, I, sometimes getting up going to work and having to deal with what I gotta deal with is an idea of hell, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how many people feel that way? I mean it's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like me. if you said, Well, my idea of heaven would be uh, you know, just to have uh, 
uh, 40 women just coming and going, or just something crazy. Really? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like, or whatever the hell people... No, know, I understand that. Yeah. You flip on the same spectrum, it's like, well, what could be so good that you would want it all the time, and then what could be so bad exactly. that you would always get exactly. tired of? Like, I mean, eventually it is what it is. Like, they're both going to wear out. Well, my my whole deal with hell... I'm going to take my chances in a lifestyle of blindness, you know what I mean? Right. As, I mean, I don't believe in hell, but I think it's really arrogant and fucked up to tell someone, yeah, but just in case, you need to believe in this God that can hear everything you say and think and, and know everything you think. So you need to believe in him because he can tell if you believe or not. And if you don't, you not only will you won't be able to come into a special club with us, you have to burn, not for five minutes, forever, forever you have to burn. And guess what? Uh, this is something I wanted to bring up is when they do go to heaven and let's say everything works out like they think it is, they go to heaven, they're in the, in the arena, but in the arena they have a front row seat. They're not looking down at the lions and the gladiators. That's going to be hell. That's going to be their front row ticket to the show. They're going to have their heaven popcorn, and they're going to sit down with their Jesus uh, T-shirt, and they're going to watch. Their, this is what their idea is. They're going to watch, you know, what's going on in hell. And, this, and you know, if you told somebody this, they'd be like, no, that's not how it works, and blah, blah, blah. Basically, <laughs> I mean, if you read the Bible, it's in there, you know, you got the front row seat, dude. And if you really think like this, I think this would be an awesome movie, dude. So, is but, if okay, you so. told, if you had a movie where they win, it it, it go it it plays out exactly like how it's supposed to. And Armageddon happens, four horsemen, trumpets, everything crazy starts happening. People die, and they go to hell, and everybody else gets to go up and get judged by God. And that would be fun to film that waiting line. Also to get into like God's office, you know what I'm saying? And then uh sign you, here. Right? Next right. door on the left. He's got a whole room full of people. And then it's like jail. Everybody else that goes to, Exactly. I mean that you wanna talk about hell? That waiting, that lot. Well, imagine this. Okay, so you you love someone so dearly. You live your life this way to get to this place. They they're like us. Exactly. They, they just question they point. just question they just they didn't quite make it. They're in hell now. So now you know that the person you love is down there burning and there's nothing you can do about it. Now all of a sudden, is your heaven really heaven-like anymore? Man, you took the words right out of my mouth and that was my whole point to bring up this topic. Is that really heaven without that person that you love? Even if it's one of them. Even if it's uncle whatever that doesn't believe in everything you believe in and never went to church and oh... He didn't make it, but hey, uh, drinks are on Jesus. Like, is it really going to go down like that? No, it couldn't. I don't care if there's not one person that I love from my family up there. It's not happening to me. You know, I couldn't deal with that. And I don't think anybody else should because, you know, I kind of posed the same question to my fiance. It was, let's say I didn't believe in what you believed in. And right now we, you know, tragically got in a car wreck or something. And you went up to heaven, and I went to hell. Is that heaven for you? Would you cry every day? Would you miss me forever? I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, I know the opposite was hell, yeah. So 
and it's if you bring this up to somebody, they're gonna be like, "Well, yeah, but," and then there goes that picking and choosing because if you really believe in this shit, well, dude, it's it's cut and dry. It's a yes and no thing, right? And good evil, one could not exist without the other. So, <clears throat> there's a like the human race is nothing but a melting pot of everybody living a little bit of both. No, nobody is perfect. That's why we go and we, uh, you know, do whatever the hell they do with Jesus every Sunday to forgive their sins or whatever it is. It's it's a uh, get out of you know get out of jail free card kind of thing. You know, like you're never gonna right. be, you're never ever gonna be perfect. This this world is filthy. I mean, if you believe in that Bible, I'm sure somewhere in there it talks about it. Uh, so like, I mean, I'm not gonna talk about things I don't know about. All I'm just saying is opinions, and my opinion is one, two. Like, I mean, it's yin and yang. You know, it, to choose a true side, it's like it's always gonna cycle back to what it, to the other side. You know, bad will eventually be so bad that like it's it's gonna go good, and just like good is gonna be so good, it's finally just gonna go bad. You know, it, you have to live your life in that gray area and just kind of hope for the best. If I had to absolutely answer the question, what my idea of heaven would be like, it would be a restart button. It would be it would be to be able to take everything I know and to just restart life all over again. I mean, you wanna talk about what the idea would be, hey, just give me one more chance. That's all heaven really is to these people. It's a second chance. This world is so bad, but if I believe in this and do this, right. I'm gonna go to this awesome place and it's gonna be not death, but a new life. It was starting over. It's like, I don't get it. Like, yeah. there is no second chance. No. Like, and that's how you should live your life because it makes you value life more. But if you, you know, if you're sitting there and you're depressed and you're thinking, look, you know, why does it matter if I keep going, you know, um, when I know I could be in a better place? And you, you're like, you know what? Why not? Uh, strap myself with this bomb and run into this uh, building and kill these people for what I believe in because that's what God wants and I'm going to be in a better place anyways in five minutes. So, uh, yeah, that you, I guess that idea alone, you, I mean, you could psych yourself up to do anything, but if you have that idea to where your payoff is paradise and you're going to be a hero, you know, just one example, you know, then that's motivation. That's all the motivation a crazy person needs, you know. And it's and and that's jacked up. That that's why that's all it takes. That's why there are undercover atheists. Because honestly, I <clears throat> I don't need religion. I don't need to be or feel religious. But some people do need that to keep them controlled. Right. And it, you know, in the long run, it, in the long scale of things, overall, it doesn't make them bad people. It keeps most of them in check. I mean, they live their lives blind the way they want to. Hey, you know what? That's their business. But for the most part, it's a way to kind of control 
um, you know, way society is. I mean, that's what the Catholics used to do. The Catholic Church was the government, you know, back right. in the day. Right. So, I mean, <clears throat> it's exactly what it is. You know, you live your life, you're a peasant, you know, you got the black plague everywhere. Life is terrible. You're starving. You can't feed your kids. Like, you know, it's just, uh, you're, you know, it's terrible. But then these people come along and they say, hey, you, you don't have to worry. Like, you believe in this and you follow your, your life this way. You'll go to this better place and it'll be ten times better than where you're at now. And just just follow these rules. All right. And then, and then believe in this person and you're good to go. And, you know, instead of, like, looting and polluting and whatever, like, yeah, I mean, the church does good things, you know? They gave out food. They do donations. I mean, you know. But with not, those. But, I mean, it's just. But with that stuff, you know, if you read between the lines and you dig a little bit deeper, you'll find that, you know, I don't know about every time, but a lot of those times, all those donations, all those little things, they come with a tie-in. But. You got to stop doing this or you got to, you know, you know, I mean, I'm sure in the States it's a lot more lax. It's a lot more of, you know, people because I want to say I'm not against the people in the church, the people that believe this, that are really like into it, like, aunt, you know, Sally, that's really into church. She goes every Sunday. She makes the muffins in the morning or something. You know, I'm not like trying to attack her way of life. I wish I could help change her mind, but I'm not trying to, like, convert her, you know? I would like to yeah. know what her beliefs are and why, but at the same time, it's, it's not a war on her. It's a war on the establishment, you know? the It's the Matrix. Right, I mean, you could look exactly at it like where that. It is. Well, the reason why I bring the Matrix up is because we were talking about philosophy earlier. Right. And Pluto's theory of the cave, of how... There's a man who's just chained up against the wall in the cave. I think it's like two of them. And then one of them, you know, leaves. Uh, you know, can make it, like, they can see the light of the end of the tunnel. So, like, he leaves and he goes out of the tunnel. And he comes back and he tells his friend, like, you know, dude, like, it's it's crazy out there. Like, it's, it's a whole new world. It's, 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 this isn't all that exists. You know, you don't have to be chained against the wall, like, forever. But the other guy's kind of like, eh, well, you know, I mean, this is all I know. Like, I'm just so used to it now, like. It's it's uh, it, it, you know it's loosely based on like where the Matrix got their idea from whatever, but it's <clears throat> it's basically you live your life and this like Sally she's you know she's living her life and then yeah you know, she's making them up that's what she knows she enjoys she teaching does. the kids on Sunday school you know <clears throat> right like in all reality like if you want to compare it to the Matrix I mean <laughs> outside of that computer life really fucking sucked. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was actually pretty bad. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you knew the truth, but it's like, dude, ignorance is bliss. <clears throat> and that's why a lot of these, you know, these these people live the way they do. And, I don't, you know, in the long run, I don't knock it. I don't see nothing wrong with it. But that's why you kind of have to be undercover about how you go about right. expressing your beliefs because it's a, it's, a, it's a touchy one. It's a touchy Man, subject. Man, I'll be totally honest with you. If, uh... You know, I posted this podcast and under my real name and somebody at work Googled my real name, I get fired from my job. I guarantee it. You know, yeah. it's a it's a Republican really church based, you know, uh place. 
and it's not like every single person is like that, but that's the type of uh, way it's been because even like uh, recently until we, we moved buildings, um, my owner let uh, this guy that, you know, basically he helped prisoners out, uh, you know, helped them. I don't know exactly the details, but he helped them, right? So he's he's known for helping a lot of those prisoners, you know, get out, find jobs, and do all that, and uh, actually helping them, you know, get back into society, right? So this guy, you know, worked upstairs of our building, and our owner of our company let him. I'm probably saying too much already, but <laughs> he let him. Uh, <laughs> he let him rent the room out for free. Well. You know, you think about that, and you're like, wow, I mean, religion, it can't be bad. I mean, this guy is helping uh, people, you know, come out of prison and, you know, live a better life. You know, why can't I knock that? And it's that card that it's like, it's like if you said, man, dude, that's an ugly shirt. And I was like, well, my dead grandmother gave this to me. And you'd be like, oh, sorry. You know, it's like yeah. almost like, uh, oh, my bad, religion's good. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Because there could be that person who will let. Well, they, you know, help me get out of jail and do all this. Don't talk down, you know, about they, these people or this religion. But let me tell you a little something. You negotiated something. You know, you, people talk about selling their souls. How cheap, or you know, how, how much does yours cost? And I don't have a soul, and I don't believe in souls. But people that have them, you know, they sell them pretty cheap. And when you're in jail and you don't have anything, and someone says, look, hey, man, you can get a... You can get extra privileges, and you can get seen as a quicker, uh, you can get parole quicker, or you can get, you know, you know more perks if yeah, you just believe, you know, because they're, if, if you say, look, now I'm religious, oh, that's a point, you know, that's a plus. If you say, well, you know, ever since I came to uh, jail, I believe I became more of an atheist because I've done research and this and that. They're going to be like, atheist is just, it comes with a, a label that you're like against the world. It's like too close to anarchist. You know what I mean? It's basically, I mean, non-believer. You know, the void of belief is what I would basically attach it to. But not people in the places we've grown up in, they don't see it like that. It's atheist, bad, bad, bad. I might as well be walking around with fangs and fucking wings might as well be a vampire that's how i feel and you know even to i'm telling you this conversation imagine this conversation you know with your family or with my family oh, it it'd be heated you know it, definitely be a different conversation it's, it's those conversations have happened you just learn to keep your mouth shut that's what it is like that's right. that's what the undercover atheist. That's what it. That's what deep down it really is. It's like you really, you really wish you could just totally just be like, you know what? Right. And I don't even, you know, and I'm fine with that. Living the rest of my life and not being able to have that conversation with certain people. But I'm glad that we can have this conversation. And I'm glad that, you know, maybe there's somebody out there that can listen to this and say, man, there's people out here that think like the way I think. Because when I started thinking like this, trust me, dude, I thought I was. The dude in the Da Vinci Code. I thought I was out here like making discoveries and shit. Like <laughs> it's, but that's how you feel, and you know that's what drove me because it was like this insatiable thing I can't even get enough of to this day. And my, you know, my fiance she even tells me, you know, you know, dang, you are obsessed or what's going on? <laughs> and you know, I'll even watch 
that late night Sunday or early Sunday morning uh, church. You know, I'm not going to watch much of it, but I'll check in. You know, if it's on there, I'll just let me listen to this bullshit for a second. Because I used to honestly be right there. I'm not saying I was a choir boy or anything, but I was a believer, you know, and I was uh, not shy about sharing that. And uh, I, I remember being in an argument with a guy I don't like and I didn't like and I won't ever like. And he was on, you know, the side that there is no God, but he was being a dick about it and being more like a, a devil worshiper type angle. And I wasn't feeling that. And I didn't like the guy anyway. And I really believed in God, and I really professed, you know, how I felt. And that, uh, you know, you know, he was kind of dumb the way he was coming at me. But you know, I didn't, I couldn't really say anything to him. I was just like, you know, I know because I know, just like the typical, you know, everybody, you know. And then being like, dude, you know, this and that, and the, the why is this or why is that? And so little did I know that that argument and arguments like that would. Sp- turn me into what I am now, which is an undercover atheist. And but that, you know, hopefully won't be for too much longer. But I know like you want to talk about reality impact. If I posted this on my Facebook under my name as, you know, an atheist podcast, I'm pretty sure it would wind up to the place I'm about to get married and uh the church I'm actually a member of that I just became a recent member of. Um they uh, probably wouldn't marry me, you know. My the priest probably wouldn't like that too much, because I mean, like I just had to get re-indoctrinated, and it was so ironic because you know, of course, my life is ironic. You know, you say one thing, uh, that's what it is. So as I'm coming out of religion, as I uh, as soon as I dipped in, when I when I dipped in was when in school. I uh, I did something smart. I took all my hard classes, most of my hard classes first, since I didn't have to take my basics for my uh, little degree, and uh, ended up taking mostly freshman classes at the end of my run. So I'm in English, basic, you know, English 101, writing uh, a paper, you know, with a bunch of like 18 and 19 year olds. It's pretty hilarious, you know, considering I'm 30 something, and uh, I was. I was writing, and uh, I I just for some reason wanted to write about religion versus spirituality, and this is like you know, Which on is, on my ladder down, like a my spiral down, and now I'm like not I don't use the word spiritual, I don't even like that word, but I I'm more I'm more of like you know, I'm I'm way where I'm way past where I was then, so where I was at then was getting out of it you know unwrapping these layers and that that layer that was going was religion versus spirituality and how i felt about the standardized church and how i felt about you know what it meant like to be spiritual versus religious and how being spiritual which is everybody in the same boat versus these divisions you know what i'm saying so that was mainly my idea with that and from that point on i mean now i'm pretty much like stone cold atheist uh, almost anti-theist I would probably say I was anti-theist but there's still parts of me that won't go that far because family friends you know whatever uh, 
I just I I just don't want to. Uh, I'm not ready yet to like openly like start trying to campaign against it. But I mean, I'm sure that day will come, and I'm really looking forward to the chance where I can kind of step out and say, "This is who I am," you know. Okay, so questions. Yeah, my question to you is: At one point, do you get to be like the guy you are now, as far as like you're you're atheist, but you know you're still open-minded? Like, I mean, anything can happen. Whatever. Like, the guy like borderline deep down still thinks that. Well, you know, hey, maybe there's a god, or maybe there's this. To the other guy, to where. You're basically yelling at everybody, and you're like, you know, like that guy you were talking about earlier who, who was yelling at you, and like you're like, well, I'm not on that level yet. Like, at what point do you switch to that level? Do you switch to that level? We'll see. Like, yeah, I think. Do you ever stop becoming closed-minded and so dead set that you know for a fact there is nothing out there, not one single any like even if it's a scientific explanation, there's nothing out there. What do you mean by out there? An answer. Like, an answer to why there's creation or why there's people or is there, like, a God that's, like... Was there a starting point, period? Like, I mean, you know? And I think, you know, science has kind of given us that. But let's say, you're saying me, what would it take for me to be convinced that there is something out there? It would just take evidence. Right. That's all it would take. Like, if... And if you never found that evidence, will you just switch over to the other guy where you're just, like, screaming at people? Or no. I don't think I ever would want to be the screamer guy because I, that's what I'm backing away from. I think when I started... You're going to have to always be an undercover atheist. Right. Well, I think it's... <laughs> think about it. it. Yeah. In this society and day and age, yeah. But I think that the whole point of the show and the whole point of really... it's it, This is a pretty organic thing. So it's like the whole, the whole point is being discovered as we're talking now. And I think it's almost to connect. And and maybe you didn't know you were an atheist. And maybe you didn't know what that really meant. Just like I asked my fiance. I'm like, do you believe in God? She said, I don't know. And I said, you're an atheist. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, I called her a bitch. But it's, that's not what happened. <laughs> she doesn't understand because the word carries so much weight and so much negative weight that so much negative weight, precisely. Yeah. Is that she sees it as a negative, which I'm just letting her know that's what that means when you say, I don't know. But, I mean, for me to believe in anything, and it's not going to take, like, oh, the the Virgin Mary statue has, like, red dots coming out of the eyes. Oh, you better bow down and pray. Like, no, and it wouldn't take for me to win the lottery for me to be like, yep, that's a miracle. I believe in God. It's not going to happen like that only thing that would make me believe in God is if God proved himself to me and multiple people in front of us all at the same time. I'm not, I don't want to meet God in a closet or in the bathroom when yeah, I have the lights shake off. Shake his hand or something. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, it doesn't even have to be that. If Like, he comes back in the sky and you and me at least are there and we're both not on any drugs and we're not intoxicated at all and we both can look at each other and point and say did you see that uh-huh me too and maybe there's other people that are there and say you know and even that we'd have to be like okay we got to check and see if we, it wasn't a hologram or what was going on you know it has to be more than that or or it'd have to be like 
proof through science. It'd have to be like, well, you know, there is a God. We found the door to God, and now we're going to talk to him tonight on Letterman. It would have to be like proof, you know? It, it wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, so there was an exodus. Yeah, they found these bones back in the desert. That's There were Jewish guys, so they must have been walking around in the desert. It's all real. No. Yeah. It's not it's not just gonna click like that for me because and and, and that's what's the thing is Well, if, if okay. Do you believe in ghosts? What would it take for you to believe in a ghost? Him to kind of physically walk up to you and be like, Hey, what's up, dude? I'm I'm totally dead. Look, I'm like transparent, I'm going through you. Look, look at this, look at this. Like Casper style. You know? Not like Oh, that, that object moved. Maybe there's somebody here. No, and or you I know, felt an eerie feeling the other night, like someone yeah, was watching no, me. No, it'd have to be like or, a. You know, like it'd have to like be like a real like, deal. Oh, but that's pretty close. Like, come on, explain that. I heard the white noise. The voice in the bitch was like, "Yeah, my ass." No, okay. Really like the nanny that you've been like locked. Do up you in the remember that time? That we went to the haunted house as kids. Okay, we went to the haunted house. We're in Savannah, Georgia. Went to the haunted house, and at the end of the thing, you realize this was all bullshit. This was all <laughs> yeah. to get your money. Yeah. They get they they make it as spooky as possible. Let me anybody that hasn't been to a, a haunted house in a real haunted house like, like you're gonna take a tour of a, a historically traditional right, quote the, unquote haunted house. Right, where everything about. looks spooky. There's you know it looks like spider webs on different. Parts late of the outside. It's late outside. There's a cemetery out across the street. You know, stories are being told as you're being given this tour, and there's candlelights pretty much lit. There's not real oh, lights. Remember how the guy like totally over, like like totally overacted when he was doing the little tour, like he was having right. that voice. Yeah, and it was total like you get, you're like okay, but then you get to the end, you're like uh, because they say, and then uh, she did this and. Boom, boom, boom! Somebody knocks on a door, and it's totally staged. And yeah. you're like, and you know, people are screaming, like the teenage girls are screaming. But you know, you and me are looking at each other, like, "Geez, we walked around for half an hour for this." <laughs> I was like waiting to see a dead body. You know what I mean? But it's just, or you know, it'd have been nice just to hear like the historical events of the house, right? <clears throat> but Without I mean, all we got was go the, the, you know, like let cheesy you stories. To, let let your your mind psychologically get psyched out and kind of like soak up into the story and imagine like wow like that was where she chopped his head off and that's where she jumped off the yeah and then you're you just know. like you're kind of like right there wow you know like but then like as soon as you ruin it with like ding 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 oh my gosh there's what somebody was that? there yeah it's like and oh, that's man. the end of our tour everybody uh, exit this way please be sure to type your waitress yeah that's what it felt like it felt like you know the curtain was kind of just pulled back at at that point, yeah, the only reason I brought the comparison was because if you're talking about oh, no, it, it makes sense and all that, like I mean, it could both. Do you believe in aliens? It's yeah. the same thing, you know. And like I said, yeah, fucking, if aliens came down, and even if aliens came just to me, and I was abducted, and I woke up, and I was like, ah, oh, man, there's a, you know, I know something happened to me. I got a scar here. I wouldn't necessarily believe it because yeah, the government sucks. You never know what they're doing. Really? I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, honestly, first of all, they wouldn't abduct me. And then, like, okay, it's funny because Neil deGrasse Tyson made this point. He said, I would tell somebody that believes they've been abducted, okay, next time, try to bring something back with you. 
He's like, uh, if I went and I was abducted, I would be trying to grab anything, even if, you know, it was an ashtray that you got out of the spaceship. An ashtray out of a fucking intergalactic spaceship would be pretty damn cool. So, An intergalactic lighter, this guy said. Exactly, anything, you know what I mean? So imagine that, you know, if you took a lighter back to Stone Age, you know, even... You know, they run out of gas eventually, but you, it, you, you, the technology you give to them is light years ahead. Maybe, uh, you know, they, it helps them in their development. You know, maybe it kills them all. You don't know. But it just, I would need proof, man. I need proof. And I, I it's it's a skeptic. Once you're a, a little bit of a skeptic, it's almost like a, it's like, a, it's like working out. But you just, you just keep getting bigger and bigger into being a skeptic you're like yeah it's kind of bullshit you just start seeing the bullshit people and that's how it started from being a skeptic being a kid is that you just were like eh that just sounds like bullshit to me and then you know if you're one of those people that you know just buy what people tell you good luck with that but I, I think you know being a skeptic helps and I think well that's another word that it has a lot of negative tone with it too, but it's one of my favorites. Like, I but mean, it's better than atheist if you're. You yeah, know, like uh, I'll totally take. Skeptic th- almost sounds like you. Oh, you're skeptic. Oh, like unsolved mysteries yeah, I type guy. Challenge you immediately. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Skeptic. You don't believe for okay. me. You got questions, and then atheist is like, oh, you're an asshole. You're you're in a pact with the devil. But the thing is, is the reason why they, you know. I guess they Which despise atheists. Because if you're just... an atheist, then you don't believe in the devil either. So like, exactly, okay. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's my point. It's uh, it's you know. I don't believe in either or. It's you know? their It took a while to to be able to get rid of the fear of what happens if or you know, and maybe I should, and all all the sadness and the grief and the and the fear and of all that, and all that shit disappears for anybody that's listening. That's like going down the spiral like i went just remember it's an ongoing process and there is light at the end of the tunnel and it gets better and it gets easier every day and then you hit this threshold where it's all easy and it all is like this it molds together and you instead of it being like all these questions it's like eh, like you, you just go on man i mean well you truly become more thankful on every every day that you're on on this planet because you know you can't yeah. figure it out, so you just you're not get waiting to, to go somewhere up, better. Like, yeah, you know what? I'm just glad I'm here. Like, what am I gonna do today? Oh, I'm, I'm gonna go see my girl, or you know, I'm gonna go hang out with my nephew. I'm, I'm gonna, you know. Yeah, you make those extra trips. You do those extra things, and you know, it's just like motivation. And it, you know, just live for you, and that's all that really matters. You know, and I, I would just suggest if you have to be an undercover atheist, you know. That's what you have to be, man. Because if it's gonna cost you your your job, your marriage, your family, if that's really what it's gonna happen, you know, uh, don't come out. Can't change society. No, they're gonna view things. But you can listen to this podcast. You can email us at undercoveratheists at mail dot com. If you need somebody to talk to, there's plenty of other websites and podcasts and emails and people you can get into. I mean, we are just two people trying to, you know, to 
put it out there just to get it off our chest really and just to communicate with other people that feel the same way because I know when I got involved in this and I'm starting to listen and research to to hear other people talk about it was amazing because you just felt less uh crazy you felt like it's kind of like like you said the matrix (laughs) you almost feel like wow you know this is true and then if you don't have that support system or other people that think the same as you or where you can say you can release that thought of hey man you know what i don't think this is real and i don't think this is that and i think like that's kind of like weird to think like that now like you know it's okay to feel like that i remember when i used to go to church and i'm like i got a feeling as a young kid this is almost like a cult you know, because I found out what a cult was, and I walked in, and I'm like, this is like a weird cult, kind of, if you think about it. And then at the same time, I was like, man, that's fucked up that I had that thought. I kind of felt guilty about it. But, but I mean, look at the Orthodox Church we were talking about in the beginning. Like, we were standing a lot. We did a lot of chanting. There was uh, incense going everywhere. Like, it seemed very cult-like, collective. You know? Right, and that was a small church, you know. And even yeah. in a big church, when people are singing, the choir singing, I'm like, you know... I don't know. It just seems like it. it there's a spooky point to it. There's a spooky Some voodoo going on, right? You know, and it's it's almost like that's easily to connect to it. But you know, for anybody that you know needs somebody to you know communicate with or you know listen to, you can listen to us. You can email us. You know, and you never know. You never know. I, I just my advice is to is to come out if you can, and if you do come all the way out and be about having those conversations where you're you're challenged and you're challenging but not to the point where you're you're becoming a dick but i mean don't be afraid to challenge you know what i mean there's it's just a thin line between a, a block shot and a foul just don't foul you know what i mean you know play play d but just don't foul man and don't don't be a dick about it it makes the whole thing look bad you know because people can't tell from a distance who's a fool when people are arguing so you got to keep it professional you got to keep it classy and you got to always remember you know what i mean it's it's you're not you're not going to change people's mind you know but you can you can plant the seed that will help them like what happened to me where you go investigate you want to learn more to have the answers and they're not there and then you start asking more questions and that's that's the path, you know. That's what happened to me. You know what I mean? So, uh, on that note, Will, I mean, this is the uh, Undercover Atheist. I'm Christopher Dawkins, and I'm with my uh, co-host, Will DeGrasse Tyson. And uh, hopefully we'll be bringing these once a week to you. And stay tuned for more. Yes. Email. That's what you think. Till next time. And that's undercover atheist at mail m a i l dot com. Sat back with the sack and the roof half cracked and the whole thing occurred to me. I ripped tracks, work it out like math. How I do.